Warning, our schoolies episode will involve talk of sex, drugs and alcohol and it's got a bit of swearing as well. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Headspace Sessions radio podcast. As I always say when we open these, happy to be here. Yes, absolutely chuffed. Oh, and especially because this is an episode I've been looking forward to since (laughs) before this project ever started and that is exams and schoolies. So we're sort of coming out of the exam period now, rolling down to the end of the year, but that doesn't mean that the stresses are over. No, it's that, uh, that old waiting game. And uh, we've got some tips, we've got some advice we want to chat about, you know, how you might be able to navigate through that tricky time. As always, my name is Maya and this is Paris. And later on, we have um, Harrison and Jack, who are going to be doing some pretty funky stuff. So they're going to be up later on today. Exactly. So throughout the year, there's heaps of school stuff. You know, you hang out, recess, lunch, all that boring boring gear I guess is that how you say all that boring gear and now we're getting to the good bit which is schoolies it's what we've worked for it's what we've thought about for 12 years I'm just thinking about myself now and I not everyone looks forward to it for 12 years like Maya who is here with me not your thing that didn't go didn't go I uh wasn't yeah it wasn't my jam I I think it could be just the combination that I I, got an, I, 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 I found the whole idea a bit overwhelming and I, and I don't really drink and so I, I did something totally different but um, I have a bunch of friends that absolutely loved schoolies. It was their jam. Exactly. I like how you were just willing to walk the less trodden path during that time yeah. as well. It's totally fine. If you're not into it, take yourself camping with some lovely people. It's it's a it's a great time. Exactly. And speaking of pathways, we acknowledge that there are endless amounts of pathways that people can take at the end of secondary schooling and we could talk endlessly about them, but we can't jam them all into this podcast. So treat this as an introduction to the beginning of the rest of your life, I guess. We'll be chatting heaps throughout the next year different ways that you can break into industries and chase your passion exactly that's that's very very true and you know everybody's different everybody has different experiences there's just one thing to always keep in mind that there is actually no right way to do life um I know that I was always really obsessed with doing life exactly the way I'm supposed to but there really isn't it's a lot of trial and error it's a lot of experimentation um so just be gentle on yourselves if you're worried that you're not sure what's next for you Chill out, breathe, you're going to be okay. Everybody else is in that boat too. Indeed, and we will chat way more about that later on. But for now, end of year celebrations are coming up for thousands of young people in Mm. South Australia. You're all going to be heading down to Victor Harbour for the end of secondary school celebratory boogieing I guess boogieing tenting camping I think it's I think it's humorous that Victor Harbour has like the greatest number of older people in South Australia but this is where all the young the young peeps flock to they're like oh I'm gonna go see granny at the beach like (laughs) you know I think I wonder what they think I wonder if they're sitting around going oh youths yeah I feel like of all the burbs to choose Victor Harbour would definitely produce the most sound complaints as well I mean but who would move there without knowing that schoolies happens three days of the year chill exactly I guess we're going to kind of be talking about the schoolie celebrations and how you guys can have fun but also stay safe that's that's important even if you're not concerned that it's about you staying safe and it's just important like even as a friend how you're going to look after your mates while you're having fun because the weekend can be awesome um so we're gonna hopefully tell you how you can make that all right, it's Paris here on the Headspace podcast. I'm joined by Maya and we're also joined by Dee from Encounter Youth. How are you, Dee? Good, thank you, Paris. Thank you for having me. Oh, fantastic. And Maya, how are you? I'm well. I'm excited to hear everything that you've got to say, yeah. actually. This will be one of your first green team experiences, Maya, because you did not mm, attend schoolies. I did not go to schoolies. I was that that boring non-schoolier, but... Um, yeah, no, my little sister's going. She's super pumped. So she's I'm, going this year. Yeah, she's going oh, this that's year. Great. She's really excited. She and I are just very different. Like, my idea was to go and do something quiet, um, and she's a party animal, so she's ready. Yeah, well, what I can tell you before we get too into it is that Encounter Youth are fantastic pancake makers <laughs> and also water givers. So that is a guarantee Wonderful. from the outset. But before we get into that, I will ask, where did Encounter Youth start up and how did the green team come about? Mm-hmm. So we've been around since 1999, where uh, a small group of Christians were approached by um, SA Police at the time and said that 
uh, Victor Harbour in November would be a really great, awesome opportunity um, for them to start up and respond to an event that was already happening uh, in the Flurio. So school leavers have been heading down to Victor Harbour for the last 35, 40 oh, years. Wow. Um, so it's, it's definitely been quite some time. And Victor Harbour has the highest percentage of our older generation. So it's very interesting in general that Year 12s choose to go to Victor. Um, so we started what was then the first uh, school is operation response, I guess you could call it, and it's grown significantly uh, over this time. So 2017 will be our 19th schoolies uh, mm-hmm. operation response. Uh, we have over 550 volunteers who are known as the Green Team that help coordinate this response. Uh, and we have a staff team of 11 as well. Um, we weren't known as the Green Team for forever, like our volunteers. Mm-hmm. So in 2007, we trialled wearing really bright green T-shirts. So we would be very well seen um, in the darkness or um, mm. just so easy to spot whenever a school leaver might need our help. And it was the schoolies themselves that nicknamed us the Green Team. And it's stuck ever since. We can't change our colour. This is who we are. And um, so, yeah, just going on 10 years now being known as the Green Team. Yeah. And D, we know that you didn't attend your own schoolies mm. celebrations either mm-hmm. um, but how many years have you personally been going down to schoolies as mm. part of the green team and getting into it and what's your interaction been like with the schoolies as well? Yeah so I've been volunteering for schoolies operations since 2009 so this is my ninth schoolies festival. It is my fourth schoolies festival on staff so I did my first um, five as a volunteer and we um we were kind of around in the surrounding areas around Wallen Reserve uh, and also our team started managing the lounge, which is a venue inside the festival mm. as well. Um, as you said, I wasn't allowed to go to my schoolies. My dad wouldn't let me, which I find <laughs> hilarious that I now work for the organisation that coordinates oh, the response. And so funny how things work yeah, out, isn't that's it? That's fine. Um, but I have had some amazing experiences over this time, just... Um, just seeing like our community come together in terms of our volunteers, the um, locals of Victor Harbour, the accommodation providers, all the emergency services and council and stuff, um, just pull together for a community-led response for schoolies operation is just incredible. And um, the school leavers see that. I think young people, um, young people have really good meters for uh, genuineness and mm. can tell when someone is really there um, because they want to be and that they're serving from their own heart. And uh, our volunteers are just able to have so many incredible conversations with school leavers and encourage them. And um, which I think if they had perceived we were there for other reasons or anything like that, it just wouldn't happen. So, yeah, yeah, just it's really quite incredible to see. Off of that, do you have any experiences that have really stuck out to you over Mm. the past few years? Maybe one person you've really helped out and has gotten in touch or just anything that, yeah, you really treasure? Yeah. So... Uh, I think it was like 2011, maybe 12, probably 11 though, 2011 schoolies. I met this uh, young chap called Rory. So shout out Rory, if you're listening to this at all. Um, I played the card game Speed, you know that one? I played that with him all three nights of the festival. He One night he didn't even go into the festival because he was like, nah, I just want to hang with my new mate D. I'm like... Yeah, I am cool. You know, it's a gift. Um, and he he was so great. We found out on the last night of Schoolies Festival that we actually share the same birthday. And I was just like, this is crazy, weird and funny all at the same time. But we had some really great conversations. Um, we run another program at Encounter Youth called our Hindley Street program. And that's the program that I directly manage. We have Green Team volunteers out on Hindley Street every Saturday night uh, doing the same thing that we do at Schoolies. So being a really positive, safe, um, energetic presence, but Mm. also um, being able to pick out those referrals to emergency services if needed or being able to um, assist someone with a vomit bag or help them get home if that's what's required as well. How long has that been going for? Uh, Since 2011 we've been um, doing the Honey Street program. Yeah. And um, we, I saw Rory out on Heimley, like as a green team volunteer in, it was like, I reckon it was mid 2013 or so. And he was like, Oh my goodness. And I've got to tell you, the likelihood of you meeting a schoolie that 
like from years ago is pretty slim and so the fact that I did it and I was in green team at the time was amazing and he introduced me to his sister and stuff he was out with and she was like who the heck are you but he was really excited um and then I saw him again so we also um have been asked by the Adelaide University Engineering Society for the last four years now to um give them a hand with their pub crawl that they run in March every year Mm -hmm. and um so like five and a half thousand pub crawlers and like we do exactly the same thing that we do at Hindley and on schoolies so it's really cool and I saw Rory then as well so he was a pub crawler he came up to our photo booth um and talked to one of the leaders there and he was like is Dee here and uh, I was not there at the time and so one of the leaders radioed for me and he was like there's this guy called Rory here for you like I don't know if you want to I'm like oh my goodness I'll be there I'll be right there so got to have a chat with him again and we had a photo in our photo booth together so that was a bit cute that's amazing that you can form such a relationship like that I mean I I'm sure that if you're a young person at schoolies and you just needed somebody to talk Mm -hmm. to like just having that other person there to even just reaffirm that you're thinking the right way about stuff would be amazing and and you know I've I've had friends who said that schoolies for them was more of a quite an emotional experience Mm -hmm. than it was physically draining because a lot of people go out and you're drinking and you're partying Mm -hmm. but that it was all the emotions from the entire school year and everything just kind of bubble up and this unknown it's the end of an era yeah, yeah yeah I just think that's amazing that there's people there that you can just chat to about that mm-hmm. instead of you know drinking more and more and more and the night turning kind of ugly yeah exactly and that's one thing that I love about green team you can approach anyone in a green t-shirt or jumper and you will get the same t- sort of person irrespective of who that is so De- mm. yeah De- I think that's really important definitely I really feel like as well the green team is like a guaranteed bestie mm-hmm. you can just rely on them mm-hmm. to act like your best friend pretty much yep. and the ideal friend at that because they're looking out for your best interest exactly um I think another th- great thing about the green team is that you allow your volunteers to have time to hang out. That's part of their job Mm -hmm. is just hanging out and interacting. They're not like, oh, this chat's nice, but I have to move on right now. Yeah, yeah, always got the time to, you know, really connect with the people they're helping. And as you said earlier, that really shows the genuine motive Mm. behind Encounter Youth, which Mm. is fantastic. So have you had like, I'm just wondering from the perspective of like a sibling or or parents, like Mm -hmm. family members reach out and kind of say, I think what you're doing is great or even from school leavers you know a few years down what do other people think about the work that you do we get feedback um after every school festival from um, parents as well and we also send out a survey um to school leavers to complete post um events so we can work out how to improve it and stuff like that but i actually have some feedback i can read out if that would be all right yes so this was from a parent that we got i think it was last year uh and so i'm quoting her I would like to thank each and every one of you. I've heard my daughter talk about all the effort you made to care for her and all of our children slash young people whilst they had fun. I'm so impressed you went the extra mile to put a tarpaulin over their tent when it started to rain. You checked in to see if they were okay in the toilet in the early hours. You fed them delicious food, said hi, how are you going often and much more, I'm sure. You make this event possible and although we won't be coming by this way again, I know that next year's kids will be safe and happy because you helped make it so. Well done to all of you and thank you for your amazing commitment. I'm actually, I actually. That's beautiful, isn't it? (laughs) This is what makes it worthwhile. Like when we're busy and tired and stuff, like this is all what makes it worthwhile. So is that a a big thing for you? Like personally, what what drives you is just that Mm -hmm. you are seeing your actual impact there and then. Yeah, it's amazing. And I mean, even hearing the testament through our green team volunteers Mm -hmm. as well, because we do this for them. Like we do this so they can have an opportunity um, to get out there and be in their community too so like I every time I hear how much of an awesome weekend our volunteers have had that makes it just incredible for me but I've got some uh school leaver feedback too if you'd like yeah Yeah. so I've got three different lots so the question in the survey was I think what was the best thing about school is festival this person just goes everything Mm -hmm. the green team did absolutely anything that was required to keep everyone safe and some of the most selfless people i've ever encountered without these volunteers the weekend probably wouldn't have been half as good the police were also really good often police are incredibly serious but i found that i was able to talk to and have a joke with the police officers this to me was one of the best things i experienced at schoolies and then another one 
would just like to say that I was slightly anxious before attending the festival as to what the media makes it out to be. However, I was pleasantly surprised by the dedication of Encounter Youth in order to make schoolies one of the best and safest experiences of my life. It was a great way to celebrate the end of an era, so thank you uh, for everything. And then the last one, I just want to say thank you, which is capitalised, to every mm -hmm. single Green Team member I saw around. They were always happy and helpful, and I'm so thankful for the work they voluntarily do that lifts the whole weekend. Legends. So. How cute. nice. Not cute. All I love it. Yeah. And it's not that you guys are doing really extravagant no. gestures. It's just the little things like, sure, here's a toasty. It's mm -hmm. just those really little things that, yeah, really translate well with schoolies and creates that trust that people mm -hmm. have. I don't think anyone could walk away from schoolies thinking, how about that green team? How annoying with all their help. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure might. those words have never been uttered by anyone. I don't even know what schoolies would. I mean, I didn't go, but mm. from what I've heard, like what it would be like without the green team, like I just feel like that way, like people wouldn't want to go. I mean, I know so many people that had this attitude of it's it's probably safer than what it gets made out to be because there's this whole mm. support mechanism, mm -hmm. which is you guys mm -hmm. around that. Like I... I don't know if it'd be a great place to hang out without. We could not do it without the collaboration with emergency services yeah, right. uh, and everything like that and council too. Like, school is, is what it is because all of these organisa organisations come together um, for this one common purpose. So, yeah. yeah. That's so good rather than, like, fighting the youth. It's like, actually... Let them live a bit. You well, know? we don't believe that anyone, like, is in the too hard basket or anything like that or... All young people deserve to celebrate. Like this is this is incredible. You've had thirteen years of schooling. Like mm. you should deserve to like let your hair down a little bit and but just be able to do it in an environment that's really safe and supportive. Yeah, so, that's so great. Yeah. So, um, what advice would you give young people who are about to go to the schoolies festival mm -hmm. to ensure that they have a, a great time, but it's also a safe time? Mm -hmm. uh, a few things. So. I would encourage them to plan and prepare well. So whatever the saying is, like, like plans don't fail, la, 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 la. But make sure that you're working out how you're going to eat well over the course of the weekend, uh, what your transport arrangements are. If you purchase a Schoolies Festival ticket, uh, you have an opportunity to get a free lift on the um, Max Schoolies Festival bus service down on the Friday and the Monday um, to and from the Flurio. Uh, leave the car at home, like you don't need to drive, you've got the bus service across the weekend. Uh, make sure you check in with mum and dad every day or your guardian, like whoever it is, um, just to let them know how you're traveling and that everything's okay. Um, come up with a plan with your friends, how you're gonna like, care and support each other across the weekend. Mm. Uh, and also be good Samaritans, look out for your, um, other people as well, other people staying in your um, caravan park or just anyone who might be down there as well. If you can be a positive bystander, don't underestimate um, how you can actually assist someone you don't even know. Uh, download the app as well, so the Schoolies Festival app. Um, buy your ticket, don't leave it until you get down there. Um, but just lots of stuff. Yeah. So what's the, the Schoolies Festival app? I so, yeah, this. so we have an app that gives all of the um, bus routes. So we, oh. uh, there are five different bus routes that you can uh, catch across the Flurio over the course of the weekend. So all the timetables and maps um, are in the app. We've got the artist lineup and the venue lineup um, in the app as well. So telling you who's playing and when and where and okay. what venues are open at what time. Um, there's also a checklist in there, which does help you get ready for schoolies. So that would probably be a great idea anyway. Um, and what else is in the app? I think that's it. Yeah. Cool. I don't, I did not know that that was a thing. Did you have a, did you have an app? Yeah, I was all about the app. I think especially oh. going into schoolies, I was so excited. So I was like, what are schoolies things that I can do right now? Get the app, <laughs> read all about it, oh, Google wow, it, watch so videos. Cool. Oh, you're so prepared. I love it. Yeah. Oh, and there's also phone numbers for a whole bunch of support services as well in the app should you need it as well. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah. Fantastic. And before we leave off there, for anyone out there listening who thinks Encounter Youth sounds great or the Green Team <laughs> sounds great and I want to be part of it, mm. what would you say to those people? How can they get involved? Maybe not for this year as it's in a few mm -hmm. days really, mm -hmm. but um, next year and the coming years. Uh, just get on our social media pages like Encounter Youth or Schoolies Festival. Um, give us a like, shoot us a message if we've helped in any way or just stay on top of what it is that we're doing and, um, yeah, just how we're out in the community. So that would be great. Cool. Mm.
Fantastic. Thank you so Sweet. much, Dean. No that worries. was great. I feel like I just, I've got to spring my step after that. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. Rob, piss. Shots. Slippers. Good times. Doing stupid things. Dangerous things. Thinking that stupid things are funny. Parties. Mates. Fun. Isolation. Intoxication. Yeah, a little bit too confident. Violence. Drama. Clubbing. Yeah, getting aggressive. Binging. Making mistakes. Spend lots of money. Vomiting. Wasted. Alcohol. Strategies to keep on top of your drinking. Hey guys, Dylan Lewis here with the lowdown on alcohol. The legal age for drinking is 18. We know that. But let's face it, lots of young people get into alcohol earlier than that. So what difference does it make when you start drinking anyway? Well, the fact is, alcohol is toxic to the developing brain. Whoa, sounds heavy, but it's true. In the short term, it might affect your memory, your ability to handle complex thought processes, and it might be harder for you to recognise risky situations. In the long term, alcohol can mess with your mood and cause anxiety, depression or other mental health hassles. Statistics show that the longer you wait before getting into alcohol, the more opportunity your brain has to develop properly. And having a healthy brain gives you a much better chance of living a happier life. That's why planning how you'll deal with alcohol is so important. Good planning means better decisions. I've got some tips for you. Ready? Go. Avoid drinking on an empty stomach. Eat some souvlaki. Smash a pie. Drink water as you go. This keeps you hydrated, slows down your alcohol intake and can reduce the severity of a hangover. Set yourself a limit. When you reach it, switch to water or soft drink. Or step things down with a low alcohol drink, like light beer. Or save some cash and sit out the next round. Choose a cut-off time so you know when to stop ordering drinks. Look out for the physical signs that you might have had enough. Are you feeling full? Are you talking more than usual? Is your, coord oh, is your coordination getting a bit dodgy? Do you feel lightheaded? Oh, man. Are you You're making a lot of trips to the bathroom? Okay, okay. Yeah, sorry. I'll be back in a seat. And your reaction time slows down heaps when you drink, so driving is definitely a bad idea. When you go out and you get wasted, there's less chance you'll be able to enjoy or remember hanging with your mates, getting on the D floor, dance floor, or meeting new people. It can get pretty messy. You may end up doing or saying stuff that you wish you hadn't. Lame. Okay, sometimes it can feel like your body handles alcohol without any problems. Sure, you're young. You feel like Superman. How's the song go? Maybe you'll dodge the hangover. But the fact is, your brain is still getting slammed. Yep. Slammed. So how do you know if alcohol is turning into a problem for you or your mates? You might be finding it harder to concentrate on study or work. Or you might just be feeling more edgy and irritable. You might be thinking a lot about drinking. You might have to drink more to get the buzz. Or be finding it difficult to stop once you've started. And if you're drinking on your own or often feeling hungover, that's definitely a sign that things aren't right. Ask yourself, are you treating your body and brain with respect? Is alcohol affecting your relationships in a bad way? Oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. Is it making you act like a bit of a tool? Are you using alcohol to deal with some other difficulty in your life? If alcohol is a problem or you're just concerned about your drinking, talking about it makes a massive difference. Your mates or a family member are a good place to start. Think about seeing your school counsellor, social worker or doctor. Check out your local Headspace centre or log on to eHeadspace. These services are totally confidential and they're free. So when it comes to alcohol, be responsible and be smart. Keep yourself healthy and look after your brain. Love your brain. You've only got one. Love your brain. Yes. So let us tell you about four kind of crucial zones when you're at the Schoolies Festival. Now, like I said, I, I didn't go, but if I did go, I would have been totally all over this. I would have 
written it down and I would have been clued up. So we've got obviously the festival zone and that is the place where the Schoolies Festival is directly managed and all the venues are right there. That's where all the partying goes down and you hear no more homework, no more homework Mm. about 50 times a day. So that's a nice little vibe for you. (laughs) Then we have the bus zone. These buses take you to and from your accommodation to the festival and into Victor Harbour so you can get some hot chips and hang out during the day. Yep. And then you've got the welcome zone and this is pretty much a bunch of really just Nice, decent people who are going to help you out if you need it and are going to see you through and say, you know, the gate is this way, come on through, woo. (laughs) And finally, the hotspot accommodation zone. So they're stationed all around the place. There's some in Victor Harbour, Port Elliot, Middleton and the Green Team often provide you food, water, hot drinks, couches, marquees and heaps of chill out areas too, which is sweet. That being said, definitely stock up on two minute noodles before you go down there. You don't want to be relying only on the Green Team for nibbles, but... They're pretty good about it. Yeah, yeah. Be be prepared. I would certainly say that. And I mean, these places are great. If you're feeling overwhelmed and it's just like a little bit too much, certainly a safe space that you can go to and just chill out. If you've maybe had a little bit too much to drink and you just actually need to have some space from all loud noises, this would also be a great place. And the people there helping you out are, are really awesome individuals. Another great one as well is if you lose your friends while you're at the festival or you lose them at your accommodation, the green team are actually really willing to just team up with you and walk around until you find them and make sure that you get back to where you're going safe. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, they are definitely the type of people who they've got the time. They want to be doing that stuff. No one will be left behind. Just, you know, one of our favourite sentiments here is speaking out. While you're at schoolies, if you need a hand, do speak out. Yeah, they will give you a hand. As young people across Australia celebrate the end of their schooling careers, Headspace has kindly prepared some advice and tips for them and their parents to make sure loved ones stay safe and enjoy the schoolies period. And trust me, a safe time is a good time at schoolies. You want to make sure that you're looking out for yourself and your mates and that leads to a pretty chill time. Yeah, exactly. I think it's really important that as party peeps, you just don't push yourself too hard. Pushing your body too hard on the first day is going to be crap, you're going to feel like crap for the next few days and you know we don't love being that, like as as much as we love being good friends, it can be slightly hard if you've got a friend that's totally trolleyed for the entire time, pace yourself, you guys are smirking around the room, it's like we all know that, that one friend, just pace yourself, don't push yourself too, too hard. I feel like this first one they've thrown down is key. We can still have fun without pushing our bodies too hard. Sleep, eat, get some downtime and take care of yourself. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. Uh, Definitely save your energy. I know for myself, I would have fun all day and at night time, I would make sure that I got a good rest so that I could enjoy the rest of the week and don't fatigue yourself and don't get dehydrated either because it is hot, hot, hot down there. Really hot, really warm ridiculously yes. warm down at Victor Harbour Sunscreen. and even for those up on the Sunshine Coast I mean scalding you yeah. can fry an egg on the road <laughs> <laughs> so also make sure that you guys set your own standards I mean schoolies is a place where people are going to be taking risks they're partying they might not think as rationally as they would otherwise just because everybody's doing one thing it does not mean that you have to do it and even if it is you know just because everyone's going to schoolies doesn't mean you have to do that either but um you know do what you are comfortable with doing just make sure you're setting your own boundaries for yourself exactly and another killer one here cheers headspace look after your friends don't leave your friends on their own help your friends stay away from risky situations and for each celebration day or night nominate someone who hasn't gone overboard with alcohol or drugs to stay sober Arrange a meeting point so if you do get separated from your friends, you know where to go. And if you do choose to use drugs, please tell your friends what you have taken and how much. This makes it so much easier for ambulance officers to help you if you are to get in trouble. Yeah, I've got a I've got a friend who's an ambo and says that she often does like the New Year's Eve and the schoolies stuff and that when they know what the young person has taken it just makes it so much easier like I know you might feel nervous and a a little bit embarrassed but they're obviously here to help you they need as much information as they can and in terms of you know other stuff like we've got here it's written down safe is sexy and to be perfectly Mm, honest guys wasn't wasn't sure how I was going to transition into that one but (laughs) young people you've got hormones you've got urges like you know someone's pretty and that's a thing and you're both kind of into it and you've talked about it consent important but very important don't be silly. Wrap 
that willy. Cover your stump before you hump. And I don't think there's there's one for like um, girl sex. Like I've, it's just saying here, dental dams. That's wash a thing. your hands before crossing the lands. No. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Actually, but that's that's good because you know UTIs. I know that's a thing. Well, that's <laughs> No, but seriously, guys, sex is a thing that might happen, and obviously, there's no pressure to go out and do all the sexy things just because you're at school. It's like do it on your own terms when you're comfortable with somebody you're comfortable with. But if that's going to be something that's happening, please make sure that you're doing it in a safe way. There is going to be nothing worse than having a pesky UTI or some kind of you know STD or just an unfortunate situation because you just weren't thinking properly in that situation pop a few things you might need on you just in case better to be prepared than slightly sad exactly and I know through these mics and through the speakers our voices sound a little teacherish we sound a bit old and educational we're actually 19 years old. We've yeah. lived, we're living, we're in your shoes pretty much right now. There's kids finishing school who are our age and I really want this to translate to you, not like I'm a mum telling their child, but as a peer, it is impossible to know what drug you are taking. I know you all reckon you're experts with that 420, but I mean, you, you know, <laughs> if there's, you know, what else are other street drugs, MDMA, cocaine, pingers, you know, you actually pingers, don't yeah. have any idea. I don't care how many times you tell me that you trust your dealer, all of that stuff, rubbish. So to be completely safe, just say no. If you choose to use any drug, try a little bit first to see if you have any side effects and so you can feel how strong it is. Just be safe. I mean, to be 100% safe, do not do it. But if you are, make sure that you, you know, being smart about it. Yeah, and I mean, it really is one of those things, especially at schoolies, you might not have your regular person that provides drugs to you but I, I would be not inclined to just take some pills from some random person like apart from the fact that you don't know them drugs nowadays are made in a way that sometimes it is totally impossible to know what's in them so just yeah think use your brain and, and maybe have a conversation with your friends about what your kind of ground rules are when you're going into that like you know guys we have a deal that this is what we're going to do this is not what we're going to do set those expectations up for you and your and your friends I think that's a really good way to go about it yeah and we don't really promote alcohol or drugs to have a good time you can have a good time without it but something to keep in mind is when you do a drug once it's in it is in you don't know what side effects it may have and what's in it if you're having alcohol that is a sealed bottle that is your drink you can easily limit your intake and you know you know when to stop it's easier to stop and take a step back and you know have a tack form if you need <laughs> we've all been there but yes mixing mixing drugs and alcohol really can be messy. really risky um you know obviously we're wanting everybody to have a safe and enjoyable time and that's something that you'd probably like to stay away from if you have mixed your drugs and your alcohol and you're starting to really not feel good just go and 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 seek help I mean there's going to be no judgment at schoolies that's I think probably the good thing about it is that everybody there knows that there's risk-taking behavior and you're celebrating and you might not be thinking completely straight and if you're thinking you've done something that you're needing help with just go get the help I mean the people there are awesome the green team the ambulance they'll they'll help you out for sure exactly we touched on this next one a little while back in the podcast it's hot out there watch out for heat stroke you know the risk of dehydration especially when you're using alcohol or drugs is very dangerous so drink heaps of water wear sunscreen you know preserve that skin you don't want to look like a leather handbag in 10 years and rest and stay out of the sun I mean we all know that we're all you know living in Australia slip slop slap we've grown up with it (laughs) smack a hat on Cap, so you can slide schoolies bucket hat whatever the kids are doing nowadays I, I did a bucket hat oh yeah you were mm. the what was it west end bucket hats oh i thing? wish it was west end no it was for my uh, oh no that was it, my year yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. that was you with the west end stop throwing that around <laughs> um <laughs> i had just my high school's bucket hat but you know hats caps trendy. dad caps they're a bit trendy at the moment as well obvious yeah. one Call triple zero if anyone is passed out or in trouble. Paramedics don't need to involve the police. And that is a 100% true fact. On top of that, what is the risk? What do you have to lose by calling the paramedics or even seeking help from the green team and saying, 
I'm worried about my friend. There is what is what's the, what what is the loss there? I can't no, fathom how there could be a negative coming from reaching out to give your mate a hand. Exactly, exactly. And finally, coming down after schoolies high. So schoolies is an extremely intense weekend, and you will feel flat or low afterwards. They do right here. You may. I can tell you, you feel flat. I mean, you've just come off of this really fun weekend, really full on. You're surrounded by your friends and suddenly you crash at the end and you're home. So coming back to reality is a little bit tough after partying. Remember to take it easy and plan to look after your mental and physical health. Plan some enjoyable and healthy activities for when you get home. A good one is, you know, go to the beach with those friends you went to schoolies with the Mm. week after and just hang out, relax and binge watch Riverdale. (laughs) Best show ever, (laughs) would recommend. (laughs) So you're done at schoolies, you're done with school and now you're just waiting for your results. Um, this, This can be a tricky one. For some people, results don't matter at all. They're not doing something that they need, their prerequisite to be good enough for for some people they fixated on a number for their entire year 12 and and it's just a waiting game until you can get that so we've got I guess some ideas about how you can just keep your head in a good space while you're waiting everybody gets a bit uncomfortable with this and one of the best things I ever learned last year when I was waiting was get comfortable with discomfort because it's inevitable you're gonna be feeling a little a little bit like you're waiting for something to happen, even if it's not about your ATAR score, it might just be what's next for you. And coming to terms with the fact that you're going to feel this way, you can't fight it, all you can do is respond to it in in a good way is probably a great place to start. Yeah, so while we're waiting for our results, I mean, it can totally be an anxious time, but staying social, so hanging out with friends, keeping your mind busy, looking after your physical health, um, getting organised, starting to prepare things that you might like to do or, you know, those doctor appointments and the haircuts that you've just totally neglected through all of your year 12. They're great things to be doing while you're waiting and they're also going to like make you feel a bit like, yeah, I've got this. I'm an adult. I can do life, you know. Um but also ask for help if you're having if you're having any issues, any worries, family, friends, people who've walked down that path before is worth chatting to, or you can reach out to a place like Headspace. Headspace, the Headspace. best place to talk to people. Do you know that song? I've heard it, Top 40 Countdown. Oh, wow. Mm. Love it. Um, but yeah, you know, our online live chat, best way to get some really quick advice and quick help. Something that people don't tell you in year 12 or year 11 or throughout high school at all is the idea that an ATAR is the way into uni Mm. is wrong. It is not the only way. It's not even close to the only way. And, you know, people say that in high school, but they don't give you the alternatives. I mean, I didn't really understand what a stat test was when I was finishing high school. But once I was out, it's pretty much like, you know, NAPLAN style testing. They chuck it at you at the beginning of a year if you're over 18, I think. And yeah, if you score well there, then you can get to uni that way. So, you know, don't think if I don't get this ATAR, I'll never be able to do what I want to do because that is a lie, really. That's just not true. And you've also got your vocational education and training, so your vet training staff and TAFE and apprenticeships. I mean, they're great ways to get the skills that you need and also have the first-hand industry experience, which I know so many young people do. And, and, and for a lot of people, that's exactly what they need. Exactly. And unis do have the foundation courses. They help you enter into uni life and give you the necessary skills and prep to get into the courses that maybe you didn't slip into with your exam results. And I mean, sometimes people just want to go straight into the workforce. I know some people that they did year 12, but didn't get, they didn't actually do subjects that got them an ATAR. They did um, like apprenticeships and stuff like that. And then they went straight into the workforce and they're working full time. And that was just what they wanted to do. And it was really, really great for them. And, you know, then there's also the gap year. I mean, so many people take a gap year. I did a gap gap year. Gap years. Some people Um, do a gap semester, like, you know, coming into doing uni from the middle of the year some do a gap life because I'm actually not going to uni but I'm pursuing a fantastic career which I love um in my gap year I went off to the snow did a snow season and this is slight bit of a tangent but what I will say is doing a working holiday and traveling in gap year really taught me how to work hard and did prepare me for the real life you know 
when you're getting out there and being independent for the first time, you're making new friends, having new experiences. I think it's beneficial for everyone to just take a step back before they study and, you know, chill out a bit and have a bit of fun and learn to make some money just before you commit to years and years of studying. So if you're thinking about it, go for it. Yeah, exactly. And ultimately, it's up to you what you want to do. I know that you care about your your parents or your guardian or your family members' views and they're obviously really influential, but this is your life. And I think a big thing for me was actually working out, actually, this is my life. I need to start making my own decisions. That was a really big thing in my growing up and in my last sort of year since leaving school and now being into university. I mean, I totally can see decisions that I probably should have made for me, which I didn't. So, I mean fist bumping you all through your headphones like bro go out and and make your decisions for you because this is your life if you do something to make someone else happy it will not last when I finished year 12 I got into the uni course I wanted and I was really excited because my family was happy for me and they were excited as well I ran full steam ahead into it and left after a month because I hated it. Studying was not what I wanted to do, was not the only way to pursue my career and I just fizzled out beautifully. So do remember that if you make a decision because someone else is telling you to do it, it's just not sustainable. So earlier this week, Harrison actually went out and asked a bunch of you guys about your experiences at school. So um, we're going to quickly throw it over to you. So did you would have gone to school, at least you seem quite old, no offence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What was your favourite thing about it? I suppose it was just celebrating end of year 12. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, it was a great group, like the year I went through, we were all pretty close-knit friends, so it's just a fun time to come together as a group and like just celebrate. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Cool. What did you guys find hardest about school exams? Uh, I think just the pressure of it all. It made uh, life really tough for a few weeks, you know. Tough to get it out of your mind and stop thinking about it. Uh, I would say the motivation to study. That was the hardest. Yeah, that definitely messed me up a few times. Okay. What's your least favourite thing about school? Probably the mountain of homework they give us. Like they, they sometimes expect us to achieve things kind of beyond our grasp. They kind of forget that we have our own social lives and it kind of gets a bit stressful. Not to mention all like the pressure put on you to find the right friends or meet the right people. Yeah. Yeah. And what year are you guys both in? I'm month? in year eight. Yeah. Year eight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so like best year of high school. It's like it's nearly over. How have you found it compared to when you were in primary school? Uh, well, primary school was a lot easier in quite a lot of ways. I mean, year seven was just <laughs> no. Yeah. But high school's a little bit more intimidating. It was like year 12 was walking around. Yeah. Not for me. My primary school was really hard. We did nine year nine math in year seven. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Thank you very much. So you've just played uh, set the Neo Art uh, performance tonight. Um, how do you cope with your nerves when you're up on stage playing? Okay, so I usually get nervous at most gigs I do, but I guess most people, it's kind of normal for most people to be nervous before their gigs and then... But as soon as you play like the first song and you're straight into it, you just all your nerves pretty much go and it's yeah. great, yeah. Cool, yeah. thank you. So we're hanging out in the studio with Harrison and Jack Buchanan. They'll be talking all things music, life and mental health. Hey guys, I'm at Headspace Adelaide today sitting with a special guest and we've got a bit of a treat for you later on, which is a podcast first. But before we get to that, guest... Who are you, where are you from, and what do you do? Uh, well, my name's Jack Buchanan. I'm 17 years old from Port Elliot. Um, I'm a musician, and yeah, so I've got something in store later for you guys as well. Awesome to hear. So how did you first get into music? Um, but my dad bought me a drum kit when I was eight years old. I played drums for four years and then decided I wanted a bit of a change. Picked up a guitar, taught myself how to play that, along with some other things, including piano and ukulele. I've now been doing a sort of a music apprenticeship with a guy in Victor called David Whitehorn or Doobie as he goes by. And yeah, ever since then, just been something that I really love doing and really passionate about. So you're a bit of a serious all-rounder, a bit of talent there. Um, I mean, when we look at your Spotify, just quickly, there's more than just a few plays on mm. those songs there. How, how does it feel to have so much attention for yourself, on yourself? Uh, well, I wasn't really expecting it at first. I mean, 
when it, when I all started out, I, I produced the first song as a bit of a school project, and um, I wanted to produce a song for that. And then I thought, why not sort of take this further? And I put it out on iTunes and Spotify to see what would happen. And yeah, people just sort of picked it up, and it went crazy. It's got yeah over a hundred thousand plays on both my songs now. There was actually a, uh, a German fitness model who was listening to it too. Shared it on Instagram, like three million followers. It was oh crazy. man, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, so how does that sort of attention compare to when you're up on stage playing a gig or just playing two people at any time? Uh, how, how do you cope with, I guess, the nerves of when you head up on there, there's people looking at you? Well, I mean, with enough practice, I mean, you sort of start to get used to it, which is what I'm trying to do. I try and get as many sort of gigs as I can just to get lots of experience under my belt. Um, obviously, with lots of people listening to your song, there's a certain sort of expectation that comes with it to, you know, be performing well if you are a popular musician. And um, so, yeah, I try my best to sort of keep that those nerves and sort of use them in a more positive way. But um, So you're still studying at school um, in year 11 this year. So, I mean, you're coming, getting pretty close to year 12. How does it feel, you know, heading towards such a big part of your life um, what sort of thing? What sort of things do you also do to cope uh, in your downtime besides music? What do you like to get up to? Um, I like to spend a lot of my time around the beach, which is something I sort of base my music around too. Yeah, obviously, follow the ocean is a big part of that. About sort of losing yourself in nature and being by the beach has always been a part of my life. Um, I also work as a surf coach, so you know I'm always getting in the water with that as well. But, um, yeah, sort of balancing school and the music, it can be very tough sometimes, but, you know, it, it also sort of allows me sort of alleviate that stress by being able to put it out in the music that I make. All right, Jack. So what's, what's next for you music-wise? What can we expect from you? Coming up very soon, I'm going to be having an EP. I'm just about to record now, and um, I'm really going to try and branch out into different aspects of music. For my last two, I had this real sort of indie folk genre thing going, but um, I'm going to start sort of leaning towards maybe a more alternative sound. I'm going to be trying out some sort of jazzy influences in one of my songs called Do You Feel It? And yeah, going to be sort of sticking to still sort of that indie folk with one of the other songs that I'm doing called Ocean Road. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, so it's, uh, this is my second single. It's called Follow the Ocean. and It's all about getting lost in nature, leaving your problems to the sea. Because that's one of my experiences and what I like to do. It goes like this.
So this is the team behind our fabulous little podcast and it totally couldn't happen without these amazing people. So we have our producers, Shane and Jeff, our amazing writing team, Eddie, Lucas, Lucy and Sam, our audio folks, Ryan and Declan, and our beautiful guests, we had Dee and then we also had Jack. And this has been Maya, Paris, Harrison and Josh. So thank you so much for listening in. See you later. Bye. If you or anyone you know need crisis support, please contact these 24-7 hotlines, Lifeline 13 11 14 or www.lifeline.org.au. The Suicide Callback Service on 1300 659 467 or www.suicidecallbackservice.org.au. There's also Beyond Blue on 1300 22 4636 or beyondblue.org.au and finally Kids Helpline offering counselling for 5 to 25 year olds on 1800 55 1800 or www.kidshelpline.com.au eHeadspace on 1800 650 890 for phone and www.eheadspace.org.au for online counselling. You can also go to the headspace.org.au forward slash Adelaide website for more information on how to refer to our centre. This website also has extra resources on mental health and on topics discussed during the podcast.